0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today, we have Katie Featherston on the show. She's an actress. You might recognize her from Paranormal Activity, that franchise. She's also co-host of her own podcast called A to Z with Clint and Katie. And she's also in graduate school right now, getting her degree in clinical psychology. Welcome to the show. Thank you so
1: much for being here. Thank you for having me. This is really fun.
0: Oh, I'm so excited because yeah. you are successful, you're beautiful, you're smart. Thanks. And we're going to talk about dating and relationships.
1: I'm into it. Let's I'd do it. L- it's such a fun topic, isn't it? It is. It's like it's one I've thought about and and been kind of like immersed in in different ways for years and years and especially as you know like you get older and like people pair up then suddenly I I look at it in a different way and I'm thinking about it more when maybe in my 20s I didn't think about it as much and and especially now to be in a place where I feel really um so in love and so so uh settled in in who I am and and with the person that I'm with it's 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 a fun thing to think about in a now a new way
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you have met someone wonderful. I have your boo, I Joe, have. your yeah. partner. He's the best. <laughs> I can tell from He's your Instagram post. Yeah. I really like seeing it because I, I think I can tell by body language and when I think it's a good sign when your nervous system is calm. Yeah, kind of. It's so annoying when people say you know when you know, but I think it's that calm feeling. Yeah. Where I, I feel like I know when I see yeah. your photo. This guy's different. He's I, special. I've
1: always said the right guy. I don't know who said this to me, but but it's been in my head, like the right guy won't make you wonder. Yeah. You know? And Joe, even in our like rough moments, I've never I've never wondered about the kind of person he is. And I've never even I mean I, I mean, even in moments where I'm like, are we gonna make it through this? There's something like deep, deep in my in my gut that's like yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Like I don't, I don't always know how we're going to navigate things, but I just know that we are. And and he's never, he's never made me wonder, you know.
0: So you feel safe with him? Oh,
1: really safe. Yeah.
0: Was that important to you when you were dating? Did you actively look for that in a partner?
1: I didn't always look for it. Uh, but I think when I, at some point I realized it was it was something that I deeply needed. Our mutual friend Jess once said to me that she said, you're eventually going to find someone who's who's so good and so caring with your feelings. And I think that's what makes me feel safe. A lot of things make me feel safe in a relationship, but I think that's something that I was missing a lot in my life and that I needed in a partner in order to really feel safe to, like, open up and show up. And it's um, mm-hmm. the name of the podcast, but um. But uh, he's very, um, he's very careful and loving and generous uh, and very like okay with feelings, you know.
0: That is so refreshing. It really is. Especially, I mean, my experience for most men growing up is well, it's because of the way that they're brought up. So yeah. I totally understand. And I can 100%. be like that too. So I me I too, because I was
1: raised by a strong Texan father who didn't, who was very buttoned up and didn't feel his feelings, and you know, he was doing his best, and he imparted that on me, and. You know, but to find a, a man who, like, like for the record, by the way, have disclaimer, our, our dog passed away a few days ago. So if I burst into tears, it's definitely about the dog and not about my current <laughs> relationship status, which I'm very happy. But we grieved our dog together. And, like, it, he wasn't just, you know, it was my dog for 10 years and then it was our dog for the past two years. He didn't, he certainly has been taking care of me, but he didn't just hold me while I was crying. Like, we cried together over over this animal that we loved and and he was right there in it with me with that empathy um that can be hard for for men. It can be hard for anyone, but um I'm really grateful to have a partner who's like that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think an animal or a pet will do that to you. Oof. It's so painful. I've experienced it once before and I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. It like your world just yeah, is crushed. Yeah, and I'm so sorry because I know what I know what that feels like, and I know yeah. it just just happened. Yeah. So, you it's just okay. ride the waves, and it takes yeah. time, right?
1: Exactly. Just let it let it unfold.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about because you said you didn't always choose the safe guy or go after the safe guy? Yeah. What dating was like before you met Joe?
1: You know, I in my. 20s, I don't think I really paid attention to dating and I didn't really, it wasn't a focus. I was so excited to be an actress. I had so many friends. My life was so full uh, that that was never kind of in the forefront. Um, And also, I think I was kind of raised to, to, I think I was sort of raised unintentionally to, to be independent and on my own and to not Allow a guy in for different reasons, so that kind of informed my twenties. Um, but then, you know, in my very late twenties, I remember when I turned thirty, I was like, "Wait a minute, I'm thirty. I'm very single. I, I need a husband, I guess, because that's what everybody does." And it wasn't that I needed a husband in that moment, but I realized, like, "Oh, I have some work." So I was dating this great guy, really, really emotionally available, good dude. His name is Ian. And I had to break up with him because I was like, I cannot show up for you the way you're showing up for me. I'm too uncomfortable with it. I, You're a really good man. You're, you're showing me how I want to be treated, but I, I can't take it in. And I broke up with him and I was like deep dived into like, why can't I? Why am I 30 years old and I can't accept this like love and respect and, and being cherished by a man? Why can't? Why is that level of intimacy uncomfortable for me? And so... I did in my 30s what I think maybe women more so do in their 20s, which is like date all the bad guys, and and kind of worked all that stuff out on these. And I didn't I had a couple of relationships, sort of, but really it was like five dates over here, one date over here, projecting all this stuff on this guy and getting my heart broken over here. Like it was all of that, all of that messiness, um, kind of like sandwiched with therapy and really just taking a look. At, at what that was, and so I, I dated a lot of guys who just couldn't show up for me, you know. And that, part of that was like I didn't wow. really want them to because I really wanted to work this stuff out. Yeah. At the time, I wasn't conscious of that. Every guy was like, "Well, this is the guy. I've done it. I've I've worked uh, for six months. I'm healed. Let's go." But in hindsight, you know, like looking back, it's like I I really needed those guys to not work out because they really weren't the right thing. I had to like learn to love myself before I could really be loved, like. That's really what was happening. But it was just like this compact seven years of just being in that for so long. Um, So it was intense.
0: Oh, I totally, it's a very similar story. I think it was about six years for me, like choosing the unavailable guys, Mm -hmm. but there was some safety in that for For me, right? Like, um, and it would freak me out if someone yeah. did, or I would say I'm not attracted to this guy yeah. if he actually chose oh, yeah, because there
1: were some good guys along the way and I can look back and think like, oh dude, I broke that guy's heart and oh wow, I never gave that one a chance. And I was like, well, why didn't I? Oh, because they were emotionally open and available and, and were they the right guy for me? Probably not. Joe's the right guy for me, but, um, could they have been a good relationship in that moment? Probably, but I couldn't allow those those guys to get too close and i i on some level i knew i had like this kind of a, a space i had this little wall here and i would let the guy cross past the friend zone into this kind of question mark zone which gave me sort of a level of intimacy that felt good those poor guys were never going to get past my wall and and i feel i i send them all love um and then they would be here for a while until they would try to really make something real and then i'd be like well we gotta move on, you know, and so, um, yeah, sorry to them. They, you know, it was tough.
0: It's hard to hurt someone's feelings, sure,
1: right? And, yeah. and I think
0: sometimes, you know, when it's true, we experience, but sometimes I think we get caught up in that, like, like, no one likes me back, no one's choosing me back, but I'm like. I'm pretty sure that there's people who actually like you who you're rejecting too, but you're focusing on just this one side, right? And sometimes it is harder. I remember I had a really lovely boyfriend in my 20s and I could not break up with him because he was just a great guy and he didn't do anything wrong. I felt so... Guilty, mm. and it like it dragged on for like three years, and he actually finally did oh. it. It was to the to that point. Now, like I know how to do that, but right. it is it is very hard to right. to see that you know yeah. to upset someone.
1: Yeah, you know, and also if if you know, looking back like that, that kind of semi closeness served me. Like it filled it filled something up, and and I mean I wasn't even dating these guys. I just emotionally knew that on some level they were into me, and I. I would I would enjoy their presence because they were good guys but I couldn't let them in any further and so there would just be kind of this gray zone for a while and um but man I sure did project all the stuff onto the bad one not the bad ones but the the less desirable ones and and you know I had to do that for a while yeah it's part of yeah. the process yeah so what came up in therapy when you were doing
0: therapy like what were the walls that you had built up and um, why
1: I think Um, I had to learn how to show up authentically in relationships, and that's the messy parts. It's the, it's the part that might cry over my dog in this interview. It's like the messy parts and the and the put-together parts. I think I was, you know, I think I was raised, you know, this is all, you can go to therapy, all you do is talk about your parents. I, for the record, have great parents. Um, but every every relationship has its strengths and its weaknesses. And growing up, I was, I was kind of a golden child for both of my parents. My parents were divorced, so separately I was a golden child for both of them. And you know, my my mom's side, she always really kind of like there was like this admiration that I didn't date a lot because because like somehow I was above that, you know. Mm. And I thought, well, oh, I guess dating is like a silly thing, you you know, you shouldn't do. And then on my dad's side, I was you know not allowed to cry, and I was you know it was very emotionally kind of there's a very small box I was allowed to live in. Did he intend to do that? No. Does he love me with his whole heart? Yes but he's the first male relationship I have. And if I'm not allowed to be vulnerable or cry in front of you, how am I going to do that in, a, in an adult relationship? I'm not. I'm going to just be alone because I can cry with myself, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that, all of that stuff came up, you know, um, and kind of navigating it. Plus my parents were divorced. They divorced when I was a baby. So I don't have any, like, divorce trauma of, like, Having parents together and then watching that fall apart, but I do. Ha- I think I always had this kind of undercurrent of if you're going to do it, do it right. Like don't don't mess it up. So there was this pressure, even as a young person, like elementary school or or, or junior high or high school, of like if you're gonna if you're gonna date someone, you have to know that it's gonna be. A a really long lasting thing. And then I became an adult, and it was like, you've got to know it's going to be forever. Well, you can't know. You know, like you can't. I'm allowed to go on a date and know that I'm never going to see that guy again. That's a thing that's allowed. And I didn't give myself that permission until my 30s. You know, so in my 20s, it was like, I can only go on a date with you if I really think we're going to be a good relationship and we're going to last a long time. It's like that's so much pressure, you know. It is. So all of that stuff came up and unwinding it and letting it go and unpacking it. And, you Absolutely. Know. Yeah. I
0: think for successful people who are,
1: seem very put together,
0: yeah, <laughs> we, we all kind of have that, that, like put that pressure on ourselves. But then it also puts pressure on the other person as well. unintentionally, yeah, yeah, unintentionally but that um, perfectionism or, like, I'm going to get this right. Yeah. Fear of failure. Yeah, Like, totally. I I still have that. Yeah. And I used to think that I've done all the work, and I'm like, oh, no, like, you know, divorce is, it is what it is, and I, I don't judge other people for it. And I thought I didn't have it for myself, but I recently, I'm like, I do have a fear of divorce mm-hmm. because, to me, it means, well, I, I'm making it mean failure, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so it's forever working yeah, progress right?
1: that's that's the other thing is like you know like well, i'm in a great relationship now and now the real work starts on a different level because now i'm in relationship with someone else and so all of my stuff comes up and all of his stuff comes up and you know so it's it's like the the you're never you never finished the puzzle you know we're always like peeling back those layers if we choose to and i'm one of those people that always chooses to so
0: yeah, well, you're getting your degree in clinical I know. psychology. It's so fun. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. What a useful I'm, skill and
1: I'm, things to know. I'm really excited about it. It it feels similar to the tools I use as an actress just applied in a different way. Like, can you be present with someone in big feelings? Are you curious, you know, do you care about why someone is the way the way they are and 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 you know, all of these kind of all of these kind of tools just, you know, applied on another person as opposed to a, a character I'm trying to embody, you know. So it's fun. Yeah. When you were dating, were you on the dating apps? I did for a little while, off and on. Um, I felt like I was – I guess I was in my 30s when they became popular, and I, so I felt like I was too old for them. Like it, I didn't come up with them, you know, And but I, I did, and I have many funny stories. Um, my – Mindset around dating apps were always like, I never wanted to meet someone on a dating app, even though I have friends who, ha- who are married with babies. you know, it, I think just because I was, I came up in that time where you meet somebody in the world, that was how it happened. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, well, no, people just meet on apps all the time. But I was kind of in that, that middle ground. But I did, it, I did it off and on. I just always, I only did it if it felt fun. The second it started to feel like work, or the second I started to feel, like, resentful about it, I would just shut it down. Oh,
0: good for you. you know? That's usually what, what I recommend.
1: Yeah, it, it's because it's it's a different kind of, you know, like I looking at those, you know, pages or whatever, or writing your own, it's like, this is like a, a dating resume or something. It's like, here I am in one page. Uh, let me know if I get the audition. It's, like, very cold in that way. And I can know, like in 10 minutes with someone, like, energetically. I can't tell you if they're a, what kind of yes they are, but I can tell you if they're a yes or if they're a no. Like, that's all I need. So, so many times I would go into a date, I could see the guy walking up and I'm like, no. And it wasn't me being closed off. It was me being like, he is walking into this date, his shoulders are hunched, he is not owning himself. I'm like, bless him, but that's not my person, you know. And then, you know, so, so it's a lot, it was a lot of work, um, But I had some good experiences, too. Certainly some funny ones. Um,
0: Can you share one funny story that you
1: have? Oh, man. I I went on a date with a man who told me he invented speed dating. So uh, he was a little bit older than me. He was British. He He was handsome. And we go to this, he, I meet him over the hill in this bar and I walk in and I, I see this bartender as a girl who I knew from like a decade prior. And she was like, oh my God, Katie, hi, how are you? And I'm like, I'm good. And she's like, oh, you're on a date. Okay. And, and then, you know, he and I start talking and he, he's like, he's like interviewing me, like straight up interviewing me. And immediately I'm like, this is not, this is not going to go, but we both have drinks. I'm going to finish my drink. I'm going to be, I'm not going to walk out. You know, in the middle of the date, and so he tells me he invented speed dating, and I was like, well, okay, that's interesting. He goes to the bathroom, and then the bartender who I knew comes over, and she's like, Katie, he's in here every night with a different girl, and I was like, this is not my life. Like, this is not this is not where I need to be right now. I I am. What is happening? So he comes back, and I'm still intending to finish the drink and then peace out. He comes back, and he's like, well, you know, you can really know in like 15 minutes, and just he's like, can I get the check? And like. Gets the check mid-drink and is ending the date. And I'm like, "You're ending the date? <laughs> you are gonna end this date before we're fa- you are gonna end our date before we're done with our first round?" Oh, I wanted to leave like t- I mean, it was you know, it was uh, there were a lot of a lot of a lot of stories, but I will never forget speed dater guy. Don't remember his name, but whoever it was that invented speed dating. If in fact it, he did, I was going to say, how do you know if he did or he didn't? Yeah, never. Well, no, there's no way to know. There's no way to know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. That's part of the process. Yeah. Like you can't expect every single date no. to be like pretty good, right? There's no. you need the
1: yeah, you need both funny, ends of the spectrum, yeah. right? And you know that's the thing about dating. I think is that I didn't know or I didn't embrace when I was younger. Is that you know yeah the funny stories but but dating is really like. Putting yourself out there, learning how to be vulnerable, learning how you interact in the world, learning what you like and what you don't like, learning how you treat people and how wish you wish you'd treated them differently, like all the back and the forth of it, that like preps you for choosing a person and getting into the the, the real meat of having a relationship. Um and so it's it's to me, I think, super valuable, like when I have kids, I'm going to be like, yeah, go on dates, like have, you know, integrity and, and self-respect. And if you, if you want out, don't, you don't have to wait till the end of the drink, get out, but go experience life, like try it. And then when you, when you find somebody, whether it's for six months or a year or forever, like, you know, you'll know, you won't be projecting ideas of something. You'll, you'll know because you will have experienced the good and the bad, you know,
0: when you said that you, are intuitive and you can tell whether someone was going to be a fit or not, whether you wanted to get to know them or not. Yeah. I think you are a very intuitive person. And then you were raised in an overall pretty healthy way that you could see things like that. Mm -hmm. What do you think about people who... Because we all subconsciously might model off what's familiar or something like that. And there's some people who tend to attract like narcissists or something like that. So they might see someone in a way and they are attracted to that, but it's not good for them. What
1: advice would you give to them? Go find a therapist. For everyone, really. I mean... I, who's to say i'm not doing that like like there are i think we all do that i i mean we're we're looking for what feels like love to us so it's only the only thing we can do is is hope that our definition and work to make our definition of what is loving the healthiest version that it is you know you know i would say to myself and to friends like you know in that kind of time when i was dating you know, a bunch of guys who like would kind of like blow me off after a time, or they just wouldn't show up, or they weren't treating me well. There's all sorts of stuff. And I would be like, I'm the common denominator here. Like, I'm not saying I'm bad, but, but the one thing that links all of these experiences together is me. So what am I, and it took me time to like figure out what I was doing. But if you're having a string of experiences, then it's not about you being bad or or anything. It's about do you want to take a look at, at how those experiences on some level are still serving you and work to like move past that to find something that's more fulfilling? go get a therapist. like I'd, like or, or friends who will be kind to you but who will tell you the, the truth you know or, or a slew of books you could read or time in nature or meditation or some sort of journaling. I mean I've, I journal like a, an insane person like I can't stop but any kind of space where you can have self-reflection um, is what I would say.
0: Yeah. Do you have tips? Cause it sounded like you kind of had a rhythm with your dating. Like any tips on how to date well? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, how to date well? I don't know if I've ever dated well. I think I've always tried to, I think I always tried to have fun with it. And I think that's it. Like you have to, it takes effort, but it shouldn't be work, I don't think. Relationships, there's work involved, but they're also so amazing. It's the best kind of work. But dating, I think, should be fun. I think it should be fun, you know? So so have it be fun, and if it's not, take a break. Like, you don't have to always be – I certainly didn't always have to be on a date. Like Like, do things you like to do, have yes. friends – you know, have your life be same with with acting. Like, you're a better actor if you have things outside of acting. So when you show up in the audition room, you you have a full life that you're bringing in. You're not just a shell of an actor who's like trying to get the job. It's like same. So same with dating. Like, live a full life, and then either when you want to get on the apps and try it out, great. Or if one comes up naturally, great. You're bringing your whole life, and there's not as much pressure on it.
0: So at what point did it start to change that you would stop choosing the emotional emotionally unavailable or just unavailable guys?
1: I think it was a slow process. I don't remember. I mean, I do remember the last guy I dated who, who didn't treat me super great. Um, and then there was about a year where I didn't date very much. And I dated a a gentleman who was younger than me, who, so I knew unavailable, like he wasn't unavailable, but I knew that this was never going to work in the long run because he was like seven years younger than me. And for me, it just wasn't that was not going to be a fit. But he was a deeply good human being. And he treated me incredibly well. He was fine with the age thing. And I was like, you are for now. But he he was so good to me. He reminded me, I think, of what it what it felt like to be treated well by a man. Because I hadn't had that since I was 30 with Ian, right? So, so now I'm dating this younger man. So there's kind of like some safety in that because I know it's not going to last forever. But he really showed me and reminded me what it was to be treated well. So then when we broke up, you know, some time passed, the pandemic started, and then Joe came into my life. It wasn't, it was like, oh, yeah, I, this is, this way you're treating me, like, this is how I should be treated. Like, this level of love and care and respect and, you know, not making me wonder, this this sense of security, even as we're, like, figuring out our stuff, like, it gave me the right barometer, Um, so it had been a few years, but there was also some time of me being alone in there too, of just being like, I'm done. I'm done with that stuff. I'm done with that stuff. So I'd rather be on my own. And there was also this moment, I don't remember when it was, but when I stopped needing it and everybody says this and it would be so frustrating when I did need it because I was like, well, how do you not need the thing you need? You know, but there was a time where I was like, I want to meet somebody at some point, but I'm happy and I don't need this in the same way that i felt like i did before and there's some like letting go in that and i think that letting go allows there to be more space to explore when you're putting less pressure on things
0: oh absolutely it is a good feeling and you're absolutely right it it, it's another one of those annoying things that people say, yeah. but it, it's true. Yeah, and it's that's where I was too. Where I was okay. Mm-hmm. I felt okay with or without. Yeah. I, I hope to like yeah. it'd be nice if I did, but I didn't have that desperation yeah. anymore. Like it,
1: it leaves space to build like a healthy relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You're not putting so much pressure on it, and there's still a want there, uh, or a desire there. But uh, a desire is different than a need needs very you know holding on tight I think absolutely
0: what do you recommend that women look for in a good guy it might sound like a very obvious question but what are some like green flags that like they do or say or how they show up that are good signs
1: I mean I for me kindness like I I And it's different for everyone, I think. I mean, I can only speak for myself. Uh, You know, kindness, both to me, but also to others. Like, how does this person treat people in his world, Um, both his, you know, employer and the guy who's, you know, taking the plates off of our table at a restaurant? Like, how does he exist in the world? Is he honest? I think qualities like that, are important. Also, if you're going to be in a rope for me, I have to, I have to be laughing. Like that's, you know, also I think the thing most people would say, but you know, is this someone who can, we share a, a similar sense of humor. We can enjoy each other's company. Like I have to like the person as it can not just be attracted to them. I have to also like who they are, you know, like, and I can't like, sometimes I, I look at Joe and I and I'm, and cause this is the first truly long-term relationship now he's he was married before he was married for a decade so he's had different experiences but for me this is the first long-term relationship I've ever had the first time I've ever uh, second time I've lived with a guy but the first time I've ever lived with a man for this for this long and 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 shared a life with someone and I'm like babe we have spent every he works from home I work from home I'm like we have spent every minute together for days and I still like you. (laughs) Like I genuinely like being around him. And also I'm in love with him and attracted to him. But there's all of those components. So look for someone you like and who exists in the world in a way that that you, I always said at some point, I was like, I want to find someone whose light shines as bright as mine. So I would say that like, look for someone whose light shines as bright as yours.
0: Yeah. I love that. What about respect? Oh,
1: yeah, I mean it, that sounds really obvious,
0: but and the kindness too—it's so it's such an underrated like quality. But someone who's kind, because most people are like, duh, obvious. But I'm like, there are a lot of people who are not kind. The respect too, if you're going for healthy and long term, yeah, like, mutual respect.
1: I couldn't imagine Joe being disrespectful of me. He's he is so respectful. Um, I don't even know what that would look like, and I also don't know if that's something I ever really I never tolerated that in a relationship. I tolerated that in the world of dating, but I never tolerated disrespect once I was in it. I would I would be like out so fast, you know. So yeah, for sure, for sure respect. There's a lot, you know. There's a lot of things you need. You need someone who can and also just not make you wonder. You know, if yeah. you're if you're back to the drawing board and calling your girlfriends all the time, saying the same stuff about, you know, he he doesn't call and the whatever whatever the stuff is. Like if he's making you wonder, then you probably should be wondering. You know.
0: Yeah, like you'll yeah. know. Yeah, you'll know, and you'll feel safe. You'll both know, actually, yeah. <laughs> when it's a good fit. Yeah. Bit. And yeah. I felt similar when I met Pete. I I felt like he was my future husband from like really early on. And we'd joke and say, you know, yeah. my friends would be like, your husband. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I think mm-hmm. that is my husband. That's so fun. Yeah. It's a good feeling. It really is. So now that you are with Joe, is this considered a, a pandemic like I, relationship? I you guess met so. Kind of I mean, at we, the beginning
1: the we've known each other for years uh, through mutual friend groups and um and so I kn- I knew him and I knew him to be a good person and we have you know similar friends and, and whatnot, but I didn't know him individually until the pandemic. And so the pandemic started, and we're like on Marco. I sign up for Marco Polo, the little video app, and I see you know he's like Joe, be friends with Joe. I was like oh yeah, and we had seen each other at a Christmas party right before the pandemic and had a nice talk and it was it was fun, um, but that was that. And then I just said hi to him on Marco Polo and we started. You know, chatting every day, and then we were—he's a writer, I'm—I'm a songwriter, and so we started writing songs together because we were, you know, trapped in our houses and and bored. And we did an entire pandemic album, twelve songs, and then at some point we were just talking every day on Marco Polo back and forth for hours. And then at some point I was like, "Man, I like this guy. He needs to ask me out." And then he did. Oh,
0: awesome! I was about to say you're recording songs together. I mean, that's already pretty intimate.
1: We, we had this, one of my favorite musicians has this thing called a song game where you have a phrase and he sends it out to all of his songwriter friends and all the songwriter friends have to write a song that includes that phrase and they have a deadline. So Joe and I did that. Like one of us would come up with a phrase and we'd each go off, write a song with that phrase and then come back at the end of the week and we'd like send it to each other or sing it on Marco Polo and send it over. And so I have six songs and he has six songs and all of them have you know, the similar phrases in them and, and, uh, yeah. And then one of them I actually recorded and, and put out on, on iTunes. Um, but most of them are just for Joe and I, you know, works that's, in progress. It's really cute. It's so fun.
0: I mean, when you were doing that, did it cross your mind while you're sending each other songs? Like I kind of like this
1: guy. Yes. It also, I think, I mean, for me, but I was always a little bit ahead of him, um, But for me, the the pandemic and the fact that we couldn't see each other, it was 80 days before we had our first date. So it was 80 days of like video pen You know, that's a lot of time to talk and get to know someone. But there was no pressure of a date. There was no pressure of real world. It was just like, I'm just getting to know this person. So that what we talked about earlier about not putting a lot of pressure, not holding on, it was just, it just was what it was. We were in the pandemic. We thought in a few weeks or in a month or two, we'll be out of this. And, you know, and so it allowed there to be space for both of us I think to just really be open with each other and then realize like oh man this guy's really cute and really fun and he should ask me out but yeah it was always in the back of my head as as this was going on I was like this is a lot of time to be I have other friends on Marco Polo I'm not talking to them that much you know (laughs) I
0: like like this guy is pretty
1: great how did he ask you out he had gone he'd driven to Texas and there were some mutual friends of ours who decided to quarantine at a, a lake house for a while. So he was there for a couple of weeks and he sent me a 12 point bulleted text message of all of these things of, of his, of his time. In, cause I'm from Texas and he was in Texas and like, the thunderstorm that was happening in Texas, and how he thinks I'm so pretty, and he's excited to come back, and you know all the all of these different things. And at the very end, he was like, "And I really want to go on a date with you when we come back." And I was like, "Oh my, oh my god. god!" It was very sweet. It was very well written as a as a writer. Very clever and romantic, and you know, yeah. So
0: cute. And yeah. then, what was your first date? Your first meeting in person? Our, our
1: pandemic first date. Yeah, it was in my. It was on my patio slash my living room. It's kind of fun because we've really been able to extend this early time of dating in an interesting way. Because the first six months of our dating was either my house or his. And he's a great cook, which was nice. So it was just dinners and us talking, you know, and us hanging out in person and and meeting our dog and our cats. um, At the time, my dog and my cats. And then as the world started to open up, then we were hanging out with friends and going to a movie. It was like, oh, my God, this is the first movie we've ever seen together. And it was eight months into our relationship or whatever, you know. Um, I remember the first time we went to a friend's birthday party, We'd been dating for months but nobody had seen us together and it, it we showed up and it felt for a moment like some sort of like engagement party for dating. Because everybody was like, Oh my god, we're so happy for you and they're like kissing both of us and it was like I guess we just like came out to the world here, you know. It's like it was it was really sweet. We've done things in a in a strange order, but it's been really fun. Did any yeah. of your mutual friends ever try to hook you up before? yeah you I mean he had a few friends say like you should be dating Katie Featherston like what's going on here and there were people who saw us at the Christmas party talking for like three hours being like what's going on here and then I had a couple of I had a friend who was like separately who we ran into Joe at a film festival thing and she was like he's so cute like are, like are, why don't why aren't you dating him and I was like I don't I don't know if I'm really his vibe like he was kind of like in a, at that time in a you know, he was newly single and, and he'd always been very kind as, as a married, as a married man. But as a single guy, he wasn't like, he wasn't as warm to me. And I was like, I just, I don't think I'm as I don't think I'm his type. She's like, he's cute. He's my type, you know? Um, so there were definitely like people who were, who saw that as a good match. But it, it, we needed to find there. We needed to find our way there. and so then we did.
0: I love, I love, love stories. I
1: know, me too. <laughs> I'm
0: always drawn to them. Since you've been in. Relationship, this long term relationship, what have you learned oh, about
1: yourself? <laughs> Gosh. I feel like I'm continually learning. I think I'm learning how to use my voice. I'm learning how to show up authentic- authentically in a relationship on an even deeper level. Really allowing myself to be seen, yeah. really trusting, really allowing. Joe to take care of me and giving him the keys of, of like I'm giving you my heart on and then it's like on a deeper level on a deeper level of that vulnerability because he's through all the walls for sure but then these deeper walls of am I gonna am I gonna trust you really deeply like in a forever kind of way I've never done that before I've never had to I've never you know so learning how to do that in a way that feels Kind to to my heart because it's new, but also like Joe is deserving of that. Like it's it would be disrespectful to Joe for me to not take those emotional steps, you know, because he's he's there. And so I think learning that process of like also just how to have a fight, you know, like I didn't I did not fight growing up. No one yelled. Well, my dad yelled, but like no one no one had argue. No one was allowed to have arguments. And I certainly was not allowed to have arguments. And so if we have an argument, is that it, I mean it's over? No. Actually, no. It's kind of great. You can have, like, and in the beginning, we, have, we also have a couples therapist, which is, like, he's never been to therapy in his life. And he's like, do you want to have a couples therapist? And I was like, Yeah. have I ever loved you anymore? No. Um, so we go to therapy. And, like, in the beginning... I can't even remember what they were now, but we had to have like code words because I couldn't say I'm really pissed off at you right now. This is really whatever. I had to have like a code word and he'd be like, okay, cool. And so now we don't, now -hmm. we don't need the code words in the same way, but just like navigating those kinds of of things of what is it, what is it to have a fight? We fight really well. Like we're very loving. Um, but like, how do I use my voice in a fight? Mm -hmm. Um, how do we repair a fight? How do, you know, all of these kinds of like things that you either learn in earlier relationships or you learn for the first time with the guy you are madly in love with yeah
0: yeah we're the same because that's me and Pete and i actually we start counseling for the first time tomorrow and i'm so excited because all all our married friends they love going to counseling and i all hear the same thing that like things will come up where it's like Maybe she'll do something in the first year that was just never addressed. And she had no idea that that impacted how he saw their relationship. And so I'm like, what's going to come up between us? Because overall, things are, like, healthy. There's nothing wrong, right? Right. But I think the main thing between P and I, he always is like, it's fine. It's fine. And I'm almost like, is it fine, though? Mm -hmm. But maybe he is, and maybe I'm the more complicated one. Who knows? But um, I'm all for, like, therapy and counseling. Yeah. Because a lot of us, like, I wasn't taught how to navigate a fight, how to repair. So Mm -hmm. I tend to get resentful because I hold on to things. Or I would think if I would fight with someone, like, the friendship's over or something like that. I wouldn't know how to go there with intimacy. You know, I was so uncomfortable with it. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I'm excited and I love that Joe is into therapy. Like he's the one that suggested it. Yeah, it
1: was, you know, we were in a time where we were kind of navigating it, 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 we have some different issues that we kind of like navigate throughout our relationship and and very well, I think. It was funny because I had been thinking like, "Oh, I think I I think I want us to go to couples therapy. How do I how do I even bring that up?" You know, what do I how do I say that? What do I how do I do it? And then before I could even try, he was he he was the one that brought it up and has been like really like present and vulnerable and you know i've been in therapy a lot longer so i get in there and i'm like going 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 and he's sometimes he's like katie like i need you to like know that this is my 10th session you've been doing it for 10 years i've been doing it 10 times like like you know so even in that we're like communicating about how to be supportive of each other and um it's pretty great
0: Oh, I love it, and I love how you said um, you're learning how to use your voice because that's something I need to learn yeah. too. I think I can be really mean, mm. like not, not intentionally, but it's just very direct yeah. and unfiltered, not considering how it might make someone mm. else feel. Yeah. and I'd like to consider that. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to yeah. being coached and learning that's something. That's awesome.
1: I think on my end, it's how to it's it's expressing my needs and my feelings as opposed to trying to fix them internally and not cause a, an issue. Right. So how do I like, I'm 50% of this relationship. So I, I have to be able to show up and say what I need as opposed to just like trying to make things okay, which doesn't work. And he's always like, you know, what part of our path from on my end has been, if something's up, what can I shorten the time from when it happens to when I talk about it, you know, before it was like uh, two weeks and then it's like a week. And, and, you know, now it's now maybe it's a couple of days, but I say, Hey babe, I'm, I'm working through something. I love you. I'm going to be a little distant. It's not you. I just need time. And so I talk about it. If I can't say it right away, I, I let him know, which he really appreciates. And then sometimes it's like, hey an hour ago this happened and now we got to talk about it so, so it's like it's getting shorter you oh
0: know? I love that yeah. I love that that's something that um I started learning how to do when dating because I wanted to fix it by myself too I didn't want them to see right. you know Or I'm like this is not them this is a me right. but you're not building intimacy that way right. they had no idea what's going on right. they're probably like she's just acting like she has a wall up and I can't connect with right. this woman which several of them said to me mm-hmm. you know and so the thing to do is when the thing comes up is to well it's that dance too of like you want to lean in, but how do you deliver it in a right. way that's helpful? Yes.
1: Can you are you are you responding or are you being reactive? And also like when things are hard, can both Joe says this and my therapist, but can I can someone show up with an energy of of curiosity as opposed to defensiveness? Can I say this really makes me, I feel very sad about this, I'm, I'm frustrated by this, help me understand why this happened this way, as opposed to, I feel sad and I feel frustrated, how dare you? Like, the, the difference in that, I'm, I'm, I'm expressing my, my feelings in both situations, but one is like inviting intimacy and one is condemning the other, which really, who would want to show up and be vulnerable when that's what's coming at them? So right. it's fascinating. It's so fascinating.
0: So my last question is, for all those independent single women out there who are looking to create the relationship of their dreams, what piece of advice would you give
1: them? I hate that I'm going to say this because I would have hated to hear it. But really, I think it comes back to what we talked about, about really learning the best way of loving yourself and having a full life Outside of of having a relationship, of noticing the the spaces in your life where there is an abundance of love, or there is an whatever it is this person is looking for, where where do you already have it in your life? Where do you have trust? Where do you have safety? Where do you have laughter? Where do you have respect? And nurturing those both in yourself and in the people or things or places that that um, create that for you. And, and cause what you that spotlight effect, what you focus on gets bigger, right? So if I'm focusing on, God, I don't have anyone, then that's, what's going to be reflected back to me. But if I'm focusing on wow, my life is so full of love and look at all these people who respect me and who make me laugh and look at all this joy I have in my day, that's the energy with which you're going to be leading your life. And you're going to be, I think, more able to attract someone who's also vibrating at that level.
0: Yes. I love that. That's a fantastic yeah. piece of advice. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience with dating. You gave so many great nuggets to help women because it's when you're going through it, it's hard, right? Like it's when you're out of it, it's clear to see, like, oh, okay, it's actually really simple, you know. But when you're going through it, man, those emotions are—it's tough.
1: And I will say that I look back at those years; they were hard, and I give that that version of me a hug. But thank God that. I didn't settle for one of those dudes, you know, because my, my relationship with Joe is, is such a gift. And I'm so grateful for him and for myself and the relationship for who, who we are together. And like that, I couldn't, I wouldn't have Joe if I hadn't gone through all of that, you know? So like if you can just get through that part and you know, the, there really is a, a great experience in the other side of it, I think.
0: And I think it's also, it's, such a bonus, too, when you go through all that, you're learning so much so that you're more clear, so you yeah. actually choose better. Yeah, because I do think back on, I'm like, what if I married one of the guys like I did in my 20s or early 30s? Like, it no. wouldn't have been a good choice, no way, right? No. So, I, yeah, I think it's great to date and like in your 40s, too. I'm like, I know so much more about myself now oh, than I did for sure back then, so I think it's a great thing. <laughs> awesome. So if people would like to learn more about you or reach out to you, where's the best place they could do that?
1: They can find me on Instagram at real Katie Featherston, or they can also follow me on from my podcast at, uh, at Katie and Clint. But on my Instagram, you'll get storytelling stuff, songwriting stuff, podcast stuff, another podcast of uh, which I can't say much, but it's coming out in the next handful of months or so. So check me out at Instagram and I'll keep everybody updated.
0: Thank you for listening, everyone. If you've enjoyed the show, please give it five stars and write a review. It helps my rankings, and I really, really appreciate it. And if you're interested in my book to read or gift to a friend, it's called Show Up, Finding Love for Independent Women, and it's available on Amazon. Have a great day.